title of the, the message, we're still in the bucket list series, is oddly enough, in the middle of all that's going on, live more. I know that the title of my message may seem strange in the midst of the global crisis we're in, but I feel it's key that we keep living and living as God has called us to live in every situation. Amen? We find ourselves in different things. Times have changed. We're living in a different normal right now. But it is still life and we still have to live. Matthew 4.4, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That needs to be a priority. John 10.10. Now this is the opposing attack on the word of God. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the partial. to the full I don't know why we maybe we have low self esteem but we ask God for little pieces instead of the whole he wants to give you the whole in full he wants to give you his presence in full but we get very and for honest we get content in our walk with God I've been there I actually have been there Probably every year of my life at some point, you know, you get settled into where you're at. And it's time to be mindful of that. We can't live in this life with any real power unless we feed on the bread or the words that come from God's Word. We need to be able to answer like Jesus did, it is written. That's the hour we're living in. The John verse, we have to know that our enemy has one purpose, and that really is to kill and to destroy. Our God has one purpose. I have come that they, us, may have life and have it to the full. One of the things we've got to understand about this verse, that the enemy has come to kill and to destroy, he already has those who don't know him, right? He's got title indeed. If they they pass away, guess, guess who owns the rights? However... When it says here he wants to kill and destroy, what is the greatest trophy the enemy could get? It's to steal a believer. To watch them fall away, lose their faith, renounce their God, and end up with him. The other thing we need to understand is that when God created hell, he never created it for you. He created it for the devil and the fallen angels. It was not created for you and me. And when Jesus said, I go to prepare a place, he wasn't selectively preparing a place. He was preparing a place for everyone. Everyone. Because if you look at John 3.16, for whosoever. Do you get what that means? Open invitation. Whoever, Whoever wants to go, whoever wants to come. But so many people reject the free invitation. So what does the word of God say in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 25? So I say, walk by the Spirit, capital S, means Holy Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Man, isn't that a tough one? They are in conflict with each other. The Spirit and the flesh 
They are contrary to one another. You can be a believer and love Jesus, but at the same time want the world. That is an example of this issue of being contrary. How many of you have had, you know, a flesh moment where your spirit wanted one thing and your flesh wanted another? All right. If you didn't raise your hand, you're lying. Because you're a person. And that's the reality. And the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Uh Uh-oh. We live, though, unfortunately, in the do-whatever-you-want hour. Right? You can call yourself whatever you want. See, we live in the whatever-you-want hour. And not only do we live in the whatever-you-want hour, the whatever-you-want hour is telling the church, you need to get with the whatever-you-want hour. And I'm sad to say a lot of the church is embracing this and accepting it, not just in that area, I mean every area. But we are to come out and to live separate from among them, and it doesn't mean that, like again, like I said last week, we're not going to go live on a mountaintop and drink Kool-Aid, okay? That's not what God's called us to do. But we need to live a life that stands out. We can't isolate ourselves as believers because we don't want to get the the stains of the world. I'm sorry, Jesus did not do that. How many houses did he eat in? How many prostitutes did he talk to? How many filthy, dirty tax collectors did he deal with? Come on now, people. The reality is Jesus went where the want was great for him. He says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the law, if you look at the, if you look at the Ten Commandments, God instituted the Ten Commandments to reveal what sin is. Because people really were kind of vague in that. And when he, when he put the Ten Commandments down, it began to speak to hearts about sin. And the reality is, if you violated, when he dealt with the rich young ruler, he just simply asked him about the Ten Commandments. And he said he honored them all since he was a child. Then Jesus hit the button. Go and sell all that you have and come follow me. Money was his God. He wasn't letting go. So he was lost. Friends, at the end of the day, as a believer, you can choose to live by rules or you can live in relationship. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Married people in the room, if you just live by rules, that would be a very informal relationship. But when you live by relationship, the standard is higher. Okay, I'll try that again. You know? Like if the rules are you come home, you put the dishes on the table, you have supper, you're mandated to have a 10-minute conversation, you're mandated to watch TV for 25 minutes together, and then to go to bed. Awkward. But when you come home, and you look at your spouse, and you're like, man, I've missed you today. And you give them a hug, and you tell them about your day, and she wants to hear about your day, and you go back and forth in that conversation. Friends, that's relationship, and it's a higher standard, and God wants a higher standard. 
He wants to give us a higher standard of relationship so we can live this life. Too many people wander through their Christian life trying to just obey the rules. Truth is, if you live in relationship, you'll more than obey the rules. The acts of the flesh are obvious. I mean, here they are. They're, they're, they're written right out. Here they come. Sexual immorality. I don't need to explain that one. I don't. I'm sure I don't. Okay, good. Impurity. How many know impurity? Is, 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 is dirty. And debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. I'll give you an example of witchcraft. I had somebody once who said they moved in the prophetic, but they also read their horoscopes every day. Horoscopes are occultic. They're demonic. Or, you know, they play with a Ouija board. Oh, that's nothing. I, they sell them, you know, you can get one at Walmart. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I had an aunt who ran her business with a Ouija board under the counter. When she tried to get saved, like when she went to get saved, she was as possessed as possessed can get. I'm talking scary. I wasn't saved at this time. But my parents were, and they didn't know what to do. All my, my dad did was grab, grab the Bible and just opened it and started to read it out loud until he knew that he had to start saying, in Jesus' name. My aunt today, she's like, I don't know, 100 years old. She's like, she's up there. She, I'm telling you, if she was with you and you went out, she'd witness to a tree. I mean, she is so on fire for God. She doesn't care what you think. If you push her away, she's going to bear hug you and tell you the truth. It doesn't matter. She leads people to the Lord all over the place. Middle of the store, middle of the hospital, middle of the road. I don't know, at intersections probably too, knowing her. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. That can't live in the heart of a believer. You can't hate someone. Now I'm hitting home. You can't live a, a, the life God has for you if you're walking in hatred. Discord, you can't live with discord one with another. You have, to, you have to find a way to get through that. Jealousy, oh! Oh! Did you see the neighbor's new car? Their third one this year. Did you see the sweater or sweatshirt he had on? It's $150. Good for him. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, oh my goodness. Oh, they got promoted ahead of me. They never do their job. They get me to do their job, and I've got them promoted, you know. I had a friend that happened to. Everybody that worked with him got promoted. Until a headhunter came into his company and realized that he was the one to make those guys look good. And so he was in a job making $50,000 a year, but he has like 19 kids. And so... You know, they were broke all the time. Lived in a very small house. Uh, and guess this headhunter said, you got two weeks, I'm going to hire you. He went from $50,000 a year to $150,000 a year. 
and now he's well over $200,000 a year. He goes into companies that are being taken over, and he assesses everybody top down. Their procedures, everything. I mean, he had the talent, he had the gift, and he didn't get ambitious, but people around him were and used him, but God lifted him up and put him in a great place. I mean, he's a gifted man. Selfish ambition, dissensions. Oh, Figure out what that means yourself. Look it up in the dictionary. Factions, that's when you're not happy and you invite 12 other people to be unhappy with you. I love this statement, pastor. Um, I'm upset and many others are as well. How many is many? A lot. But how many? It's always three. I never knew why, but it's always three. Don't get me wrong. There can be big things, and I'm not making light of it. But you all experience this as well. It happens in your life. And envy, oh my goodness, have you ever been envious? Drunkenness, shh. Orgies and the like. We'll just skip right on. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. We have to look at living our lives as being a blessing. As giving it away. Not holding it in, not keeping it, not hoarding it. Come on now, hear me. You should be giving it away. I mean, what are you going to do with it when you die? I mean, the pharaohs had it all buried with them. But the fruit of the Spirit, and this is where we're going to wrap up today. We've had a good morning. God's been with us, and I, I really just felt, I got a lot more here, but this, this is where we need to stop because we're going to put a cap on it. But the fruit of the Spirit, capital S again, is love. You can't be a Christian walking around in hatred and anger. You just can't do it. You'll be broken and useless. But if you walk around with the the fruit of the Spirit being love. If your first you know, thing is to love. And I'm not going to lie, it can be hard to love. First thing he brings out is love. The next thing that comes after, if you got love, you're going to have some joy. Woo! Because the Bible says that's also your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're weak and drippy all the time, maybe you need that. do a little check and see if you got any joy. And if you don't got any joy, I can tell you how to get some joy. One of the first most powerful ways to get joy is what we did this morning. Worship the Lord. Turn on some worship music at home and leave it on until you get it. What? Leave it on until you get it. Just leave it on, listen to it. Sooner or later you'll find yourself humming to it, singing to it, and your spirit will be lifted up and you will get full of joy. It is not possible to worship God and walk away without joy if you truly worship Him. It's not possible. But the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy. How many of you love some peace? You know it's going to be one of the biggest telltale signs that you're a believer in this craziness right now is that you have peace. We're, we're living in such a, a fearful time that as believers, if we can walk in wisdom with the peace, after peace, it talks about forbearance, the ability to just kind of bear with people. How many of you know people can drive you nuts? Yeah. How many of you know you've done it too? 
He also says the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Right now, it's a good time to be kind. Goodness. Huh. There should be goodness that flows out of us. Some of us are going, man, that just ain't, that just ain't me. I know, it's the Spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Faithfulness. Faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to your church family. Faithfulness to your spouse. Faithfulness to your kids. Faithfulness in your job. Faithfulness. Just to walk in faithfulness. Just a couple more and we're done. Gentleness. You know, maybe you're a little harsh with your mouth. Ask the Spirit to soften your heart. Be an encourager with your mouth. Especially now. And this is a toughie. Self-control. Our culture is angry right now. It's confused right now. And we, the church, have an incredible moment if we exercise self-control. Do not give in to the panic in our culture. He says against such things there's no law. In other words, the law can't do anything to the fruits of the Spirit. The law doesn't control them. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In other words, we're living for other passion now. How many of you remember some of the other passions you live for? Come on. The ones I read earlier. And how many of you know now you have a hunger for His Word? Or you like to be around people who are believers? You like to be around people who are encouragers? Or people who pray? You want that stuff in your life? How many, how many of you would say that's you? That's the fruit of the Spirit when it's active in your life. Friends, since we live by the Spirit, he says finally in closing, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Don't veer away because of your flesh. Stay on the path that God has for you. How many of you know He has a path for you to walk? Stay on that path. Here's what's going to happen right now. We're going to pray a prayer in closing. Father, we thank You for this morning. You have been so good. And You have touched so many of us in this room. And Lord, You've sown truth into us that no person could speak. Father, bless us as we leave. Keep us safe. Lord, just allow us to be light and hope to a world that is living in fear. You're a great God, and we're thankful for you today. Bless each and every one, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you go.